Welcome to the South Elkhorn Christian Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the weekly messages. For bulletin material, reflection guides, and other resources, visit southelkhorncc.org. It is good to be with you on this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful fall day. You know, I'm amazed. I'm constantly amazed that in the midst of such challenging and difficult, strenuous and stressful times, still God's Spirit shows up to bless us in ways we never could have imagined even just six or seven months ago. It wasn't even a year ago that we were talking as staff about whether or not we could do um, a Pentecost kind of outdoor worship service. And I must confess, I was probably the, the, the biggest naysayer of the bunch. You know, it's just going to be too expensive. It's going to be too hard. How could we possibly... Well, my imagination has been open because isn't this beautiful? Isn't this beautiful? And in a kind of Pentecost moment, here we have two churches, Central Christian Church, South Elkhorn Christian Church, and I know there are other folks from other churches who are here sharing together in worship together. How beautiful is this day? Well, this sermon is part three in a series exploring who the disciples are. To recap, in part one, we explored or intended to explore how we are a thinking people who embrace God's gift of the mind in pursuit of truth. In part two, we explored how we are a storied people who embrace, struggle, and wrestle with the stories of God in scripture in pursuit of love. And today we're exploring how we are a united people who embrace differences, yes, but in pursuit of wholeness. Today's sermon is entitled, Become One. Become one. Let's read from Romans chapter 12, reading verses 3 through 8. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ. And individually, we are members one of another. We belong to one another. We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry in ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. One body in Christ. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, if you were to set up a camera facing north in the night sky, and if you take a long exposure photograph over the course of the night, you might just discover the beauty of star trails. Those trails of light that stars make in the sky as the earth slowly rotates. You might also discover something else. Those star trails revolve around what appears to be a fixed star. A star that doesn't appear to move. Polaris, the North Star. You can see one of these light trail photographs on your worship guide or on South Elkhorn's website for today's worship service if you're interested in what that looks like. The stars create circles of light around the North Star. What sailors and travelers have long looked for to orient their journeys. What that stable beacon of direction that by its light can lead you somewhere you need to go. 
maybe even somewhere new. In 1832, a while ago now, Barton Stone, Barton Stone shared vivid words drawing on this star in the night sky. He proclaimed, let Christian unity be our polar star. Those words reflected a deep commitment from two movements that had now come together with a handshake on the steps of Central Christian Church. Yes, the Central Christian Church. There's a central section right here. The Central Christian Church that is here among us today. Of course, Central went by a different name then, Hill Street Christian Church, there on the hill in downtown Lexington. On the steps that day were two people representing two movements and who in shaking hands merged these movements into one. Those handshakers were Barton Stone, representing those who simply wanted to be known as Christians, and Raccoon John Smith, a minister who served at South Elkhorn and who represented those who wanted only to be known with the same titles as those first followers of Jesus in the Gospels. Disciples. The Christians and the disciples. Of course, structural unity is not the easiest of things, and neither movement had any desire to budge on their preferred name when coming up with what this now merged movement would be called. And as a friend of mine put it, where there is no consensus, let there be compromise. And so they compromised on simplicity keeping both names, Christian and Disciples. Thus, South Elkhorn and Central are both part of the Christian Church, parentheses, Disciples of Christ, closed parentheses. It's fun to explain that one. It's quite a name. This sermon in part three is a sermon series, in part three of the sermon series is exploring what it means to be Disciples. And while it might seem like I'm picking sides from this historic merger by calling our family of faith disciples, after all, I'm a South Elkhorner and not calling it Christians, it's important to note, I just want to get some terms out there, it's important to note that congregations in the, disciples, in the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, congregations take on names from the stone side of the merger, were called Christian churches, and the members of the congregations are named from the Raccoon John Smith side, we are disciples, so you're a disciple at a Christian church church. Speaking of naming, I just have to get this out there. I've been trying in vain for some time to carry on the mantle of awesome, of awesome pastor nicknames initiated by Raccoon John Smith, but Opossum Michael Schwarzentruber doesn't seem to stick, and Squirrely Mike probably doesn't offer much pastoral credibility. So um, if a better name does come to you, let me know. I'd love to hear your creative thoughts. In fact, I can't wait for the text messages and emails that will await me. But back to those steps. Raccoon, John Smith, and Barton Stone celebrated a great merger, reflecting a deep commitment for unity from both movements. That commitment was reflected in the great slogans that marked the early life of this newly formed church movement. No creed, but Christ. We are not the only Christians, but we are Christians only. In essentials, unity. In opinion, liberty. In all things, charity. It was a beautiful beginning. This movement wanted nothing more than to witness to a better way of faith, heeding the prayer of Jesus in John's gospel that all his followers would become one. The disciples wanted nothing more than to overcome what they called the sin of denominationalism and division and sink into the one body of Christ, as Paul puts it in our passage from Romans, one body. And then the movement split. Not once, but at least 
twice. Our splits resulted in the churches of Christ a cappella, those churches that tend not to use instruments in their worship services and will sing uh, with just their voices. And then the independent Christian churches, of which our brothers and sisters at Southland Christian Church are a part of the independent Christian church tradition. We all share a common heritage in what was known as the Restoration Movement, growing out of that great union on the steps of Hill Street Christian Church. And then, not only did we have these splits, not only did we decry the sin of denominationalism, and then in 1968, this once denomination-defying movement finally admitted that we are, well, you know, if we're really honest about it, we are a denomination. And even so, and I think it's important to name those things, even so, we never gave up on unity. We just realized it might mean something different than what those earliest leaders of that merger imagined. Which is why, of course, the disciples became key players in what was called the ecumenical movement. Ecumenical is a fancy word meaning global. Which sought to bring different denominations together to learn from one another's traditions and wisdom, to recognize and respect one another where possible even to share in common life, like taking communion together doing mission together to bring healing to our shared world. And so with that context in mind, it should surprise no one that Kentucky's Democratic governor, a disciple who is a member of Beargrass Christian Church in Louisville, and Kentucky's Republican Secretary of State, a disciple who is a member of First Christian Church in Louisville, would work together across the aisle to create a more accessible, expanded way for Kentuckians to safely vote during this pandemic. In our hyper-partisan culture with political posturing at every corner, this would be a shocking thing, but it's no surprise to disciples. It's who disciples are. Disciples are a united people who don't demean or ignore differences, but embrace them. We are a united people who don't let those differences keep us from pursuing the wholeness and healing our world needs. As St. Paul puts it in the Romans passage we read, as well as in 1 Corinthians, we are one body with different members, each member gifted in different ways, each gift contributing to the whole. We have real and meaningful differences, and those differences make the body stronger and better when they work together from a deeper unity. And that deeper unity is what I think Barton Stone had right and that can still be captured in that powerful and vivid metaphor, unity is our polar star. Unity as a polar star is long oriented disciples on our journey of faith and witness, and I think it can and should continue to guide us. But here's the thing. No one navigating by way of the polar star is trying to get to the polar star. Let that sink in for a moment. Those who look to the North Star are trying to get somewhere else. Somewhere important. Maybe even somewhere new. There's an old song called Follow the Drinking Gourd. The song is thought to have encouraged and inspired slaves to locate the North Star by way of the Big Dipper, that drinking gourd in the sky, and then follow the North Star on the escape route from the brutal southern plantations toward Canada using the Underground Railway. The North Star was the guide on a harrowing journey for enslaved people to find freedom. The North Star was not the destination. It was the fixed reference, the heavenly truth that made the destination possible. 
If unity is our polar star, as Barton Stone claimed, then perhaps it is less about getting to the destination of structural unity with other denominations and full agreement with every other person, and more about trusting a spiritual insight, that fixed spiritual reference point, that heavenly truth that is meant to guide our faith journey and our shared witness. And here it is, in no uncertain terms. In Christ, we are already one. The problem is that we live as if we are not. I've heard it said and have long found it compelling that sin is a separation or alienation from God. We have distanced ourselves from the one who loves us and seeks to heal us. And because of that fundamental apartness, we act out in destructive ways toward others, ourselves, and creation itself. And I think there's something to that. But I'm more convinced now that St. Paul has it right in Romans when he writes, nothing can separate us from God in Christ Jesus. When he writes later in Romans, we are one in Christ. I think the sin problem that, we've, that we confront isn't that we are separated or alienated from God, but that we've bought into and been distracted by and have lived out as if that illusion were true. But in Christ, we see that that illusion isn't true. We are already one. The cross, that greatest separator, could not separate us from God, who chose to remain one with us in Christ. And in being one with God, we are one with each other. In Christ, we belong to God, and in Christ, we belong to one another. The problem is not that we are not one. The problem is that we are one, and we live as if we are not. And that shift can change everything. I remember talking with my daughter about being brave. And I remember one of the most important shifts that happened for me in talking with my daughter was the shift from encouraging her to prove her bravery, to do this, to show us, to show us that she can be brave, to saying to her, you are brave. And now's your chance to show it. Reminding her what she already is. That shift can change everything. We fear as if we are fundamentally separated from God and from each other. We are not. We carve up the world into castes that reinforce the illusion of separateness, of hierarchies of human value, and from those hierarchies we're tempted to demonize and demean and destroy others. We come up with theories of race. We come up with theories of class, impressions of others on the basis of this destructive illusion. And then we ignore the needs of others as if their needs are not really our own. As if their pain is not really our own. We live as if we are not what we really are. One in the mysterious and wondrous person of Christ. The legacy and challenge of our faith tradition is to let unity continue to be our polar star. To let that unity we already have with each other and with God in Christ be what fuels our compassion, our responsiveness to the needs of the world, our forgiveness, our mercy, our hope. It might even have us crossing the aisle for the betterment and safety of the world. 
We do not need to achieve oneness. What often becomes the false university to, uh, uniformity toward an earthly label and often comes at the expense of others. No, our oneness is already our gift. It is already ours. Our spiritual task instead is to become what we already are. Christ became one of us so we might live as if we are really one in him. One with God and one with all creation. As disciples, to become, to become one is simply to let who we already are, our polar star, guide us in finding new vistas of God's realm, God's realm of healing, of freeing wholeness, of new life. Thanks for listening to the message this week. Visit southelkorncc.org where you can download reflection and discussion guides to dig deeper into the weekly scripture and message.